As female Christian entrepreneurs, we often find ourselves navigating the challenge of running a business while maintaining the rhythm of grace. We strive to steward our finances and resources wisely, but in our quest of godly success, we sometimes forget the importance of rest. Today, I want to talk about the benefit of doing business from a place of rest with my wonderful guest, Beth Medley who is known for helping women become who God made them to be so they can do what God made them to do. So are you ready for that amazing conversation? Grab a pen and paper and let's dive in. Hi, I'm Reina, Christian Money Mindset and Fun Money Habit Coach, and welcome to the Fun Money Habit Podcast. You will not be able to steward money wisely, earn without fear, and go to the next level financially if you believe that money is evil and being free is bad. Talk about money from a biblical perspective and learn what the Bible says about it so you can reach your finance goal while keeping your heart on Jesus. If you are a Christian female entrepreneur who wants to seek God's first, earn more without fear, leave that tree, build up your savings, and make an impact, you are in the right place. It's time to uncover the limiting belief and the self-sabotaging habit that are keeping you stuck financially and let God heal your relationship with money. So grab your Bible, a pen, and let's do this. Before we talk about doing business from a place of rest, let me introduce my amazing guest, Beth. She's a wife and a mom of six out of Texas. She's a life and leadership coach working with entrepreneur and small business owner to remove every hindrance to them running the race God has set before them. She wholeheartedly believes that God has set aside good work for each of us to do and has a passion for working with women as they become who they need to be in order to do what they need to do. Welcome, Beth. I'm so happy to have you in the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. This conversation will be so exciting. And the first question I have for you and to help us really set the tone is, what exactly does it mean to do business from a place of rest? I think that my favorite way to talk about this is really to start off with a scripture and it's from Matthew 11 and it's 28 through 30. I'm going to read it in the message translation because this translation is just like a cool drink of water for my soul when I read this. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. I can't wait. (laughs) Okay. Now this is Jesus talking. So we're setting the scene. He's talking right to you. Are you tired, worn out? burned out on religion, come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. (sighs) Ah. That's what I want. <laughs> that's what I want. And that's what I really think it it means to do business from a place of rest. And even just to live your life from a place of rest. That's such a foreign concept for us these days. It is. This world is so crazy about busyness. It doesn't have to be that way. 
there really is, there's this uh, pride we, we put up. Oh, I had a friend that called it their busy badge yeah. one time. We just flash our busy badge. We're like, oh, I'm just so busy. I even find myself saying it. And people are like, how are you? I'm like, busy. I mean, of course I am, but but that's not, I don't need to be glorifying it, you know, but it just comes out. It's part of our culture. It does. Absolutely. One friend sent me a message and she said, how are you doing? And I say exactly that. Oh, I'm really busy at the moment. Productivity doesn't always equate busyness. So it's important for us to understand the difference and also take time to recharge and to work from a place of rest because it will be so beneficial for our business long term. So let's dive in into what are those benefits of how can we even do business from a place of rest? Well, I think sometimes we equate um, producing something with value. Mm. And so I think you touched on that a little bit. And it's like, we think that we have to show something for for the time that we've spent or else it wasn't uh, spent well. And that's such a lie from the enemy because rest is actually exceedingly productive because we need it so very much. God created the earth with a need for rest, a rhythmic rest. And he commanded it to us in the 10 commandments. It's a huge chunk of the words that create the 10 commandments. He's talking about Sabbath and even the animals needed to rest, the the fields needed to rest. It's, it's a law of creation, just like gravity. And we try to ignore it. We pretend like we can just, just ignore gravity. We don't need gravity today. Like we don't need rest today. It's fine. It's so crazy, but that's how we treat it. I know it's really crazy. And when we start to understand that not being busy doesn't mean that we're doing something wrong, it will be so much easier for us to be productive and then to do things that actually recharge us and give us more joy. And the cool thing about working from a place of rest is you will start having clarity in your mind because you're not going to be distracted by all the things of the world or the to-do list, but God will have a chance to actually talk to you Mm. if you take time to rest in his company as one of those examples. And also, haven't you noticed when I start resting, when I start doing more fun things, it's like increase my creativity. I have ideas coming out of nowhere. What about you? Oh, absolutely. Because there's time for the Lord to speak and there's quiet. And I don't know about you, but I, you know, I do a lot of work around trauma healing as well. And my nonprofit is around trauma healing. And I think it's really interesting that I don't even think that our nervous systems, like we have literally programmed ourselves to never be quiet. Like our brains don't know how to be quiet. And it is truly a discipline that we have to put on our calendar to learn how to be quiet in the Lord because his ideas are never ending. It's a, it's a continual flow, but we're quick, like quick, write it down. I'm going to lose it. And so I think it's so interesting because God's like, Beth, it's okay. I'll give it to you again. If you need it, I'm just trying to talk with you right now, <laughs> you know, and it's that scarcity mindset, even from, you know, I know you talk about that from about finances, but even I find that sometimes a scarcity mindset when it comes to ideas mm-hmm. can be something that gets us. And so if we spend time with the one that everything flows from, then we aren't going to be scared of that anymore. Yeah, it's so funny what you just said, because I sometimes find myself, hold on, God, wait, wait, wait. I want to make sure I don't forget what you just said. 
because I know how busy my mind can be. So it was a great reframe what you just said, because God will remind you of what he wanted you to pay attention to, which is so true because sometimes I'm like, God, sorry, I can't remember what we just talked about like five minutes ago, but then I will see it again on somebody else talking to me or a post that will appear on my on my Instagram. Like, oh yeah, that's what we were talking about, Father. Thank you very much. So when we understand that God is in control of everything, that he wants to share with you what he has planned for you ahead of time. And the cool thing is that he delights in every aspect of your life. I find so much comfort and peace in this. And this is for me what it feel like working from a place of rest, yeah. letting go of that sense of control. Because with the Lord, he's saying, darling, let me drive the car. Stay in the passenger seat, listen, and let me guide the way. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But sometimes I get too excited that I want to go a step ahead of him when he's like, no, 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 no. Get back in the in the passenger seat. Let me drive. <laughs> I think that step, step ahead, <laughs> it's so often because my personality is very much like, okay, we're going to go do it. God, you told me the thing. And it's like, yeah, I told you the thing, but you don't need to be like, simmer down, you know? And I think it's so funny you brought up control. I just uh, was going through my core values as a business this morning. And one of my core values is control is for suckers because like we have no control. It is ridiculous. And it's so hilarious because we joke ourselves (laughs) into thinking that we do. And, and if we try to take it, all we're doing is sabotaging ourselves. Like Mm -hmm. the father has good, good plans for us. And he has a good plan for how we're going to execute it in our own gifting and in, in, in the timing of all of the things that he's orchestrating. And we so often, I find that when we try to take control, it messes up those rhythms. Like in that scripture, it mentions those unforced rhythms of grace. And that's how I want to learn to live my life. And, and in this unforced rhythm but when I try to like take the drumsticks from God so I can beat my own tune or I think he's not going fast enough and I grab his hand and I'm like trying to make him go faster what am I doing you know so ridiculous but here we are I do it all the time (laughs) yes me too and and I love the that rhythm of grace that you're talking about for me, I feel it's a dance. When you say that, I can see me dancing with my father in heaven. And then it's just like a slow waltz and he's leading the way and he make me turn when he wants me to turn, you know, and I love dancing. So it's amazing the image I just had of Lynn leading the way. And when I'm dancing, I'm totally letting the other person control the steps. That's so and I'm there for the fun. I'm there for the ride. I will remember that. Thank you very much. That was a beautiful image for me. I can see myself dancing with the Lord and let him lead the way. Absolutely. Amen to this. Because I know I'm chaos when I try to do things on my own and I start to strive when I don't need to strive. And then I tell myself, hold on, you're not working with God right now. You're doing it with your own strength. We want to go back to the Lord and doing it with him, for him and through him. Whatever he wants you to do, listen and obey. And there's a lot of patience that comes with that too. (laughs) Patience. You know, I started asking for more love instead of more patience because love is patient and it's easier for my brain Mm. to wrap around love. I think it's so beautiful. The dance that you were describing 
And I also think that it's pertinent to, to add that different dances go at different paces. Yes. And there will be seasons in your life where you're doing a slow waltz. Yeah. And for some people that will be where you stay because of your personality. Mm. But for other people, it's like, I can't slow waltz my whole life. And so God's like, all right, let's jitterbug for a little bit, you know? <laughs> and so then we, we pick up the pace. And so just because we are in a season of mm. moving quickly or working hard, doesn't mean that you've lost the rhythms that the Lord is giving you. And I, I think that was something that I've been in the middle of learning too, because I was so deeply in hustle culture for so long Mm -hmm. and I had to get out of it. And now the Lord's like, Hey, I have this accelerated time for you to do this. And I'm like, Oh, are you sure? Are you sure you want, are you sure you want me to go back in to like doing a lot of things? And he's like, yeah, Beth, because I've taught you how to do this. And I put people in your life that are going to call you out if you're not doing what I've asked you to do as far as resting. And, um, and that's, I think a huge thing for me is having the people mm. that I will submit to that are going to say, Hey Beth, you really need to not work today. And I'm going to be like, yes, ma'am. You know? <laughs> yes. You definitely need that network of um, beautiful Christian entrepreneurs surrounding you and praying for you and telling you things like Mm-mm. right we need to back up yes you have gone there a little bit the other way and we need to know those people that we can trust and that when they say something we don't take it as a criticism right they they are here to really help you and I had someone in my life that sometimes I'm like no but I know that she's so right every time she speaks to me mm-hmm. and it's just also a way for us to learn humbleness yeah somebody else is teaching us something that god has told them for our own benefit Mm -hmm. but sometimes our ego is so big that we want to just do it our own way we don't want to listen to everybody so i just love all those lessons that god teach us along the way of that entrepreneurial journey and having a community of like-minded people who also want to serve the lord have a heart to hear him and to listen to him and to be obedient is the most beautiful thing you can have surrounding you I feel oh I totally agree I totally agree so for you what you will think would be some of those practical way to to rest when it comes to our business or life or finance yeah so I think the first thing really would be to seek the Lord and how he specifically has that designed for you because it's going to look really different and for every person and when we think about Sabbath, back when Jesus was teaching on Sabbath, his people had made Sabbath a very religious thing, Mm -hmm. right? They, they needed to be reminded that this man was not made for the Sabbath, right? They needed to be reminded that they were not serving the Sabbath, that the Sabbath was there to serve them. And we also need to be reminded we're kind of on the other side of the spectrum where we don't do it at all. Like we have not got legalistic about how much we rest. Now we just don't ever rest. So we kind of are now on this other spectrum where we need to be reminded that the Sabbath was made for man. You know, they needed to hear that the man wasn't made for Sabbath and we need to hear Sabbath was made for man. We need it. So I think that that for sure, and it doesn't have to be, we don't have to be legalistic about it, right? It doesn't matter what day of the week that might be for your family. You want to make sure that you have, and even when we first started doing a a Sabbath practice as a family, 
it wasn't even a whole day. It was like an afternoon, you know, it was just like, God, I don't really know what we're doing, but every afternoon that we started it, it was like the Lord gave us something in that time that we had set aside where we didn't, we didn't get on screens and we specifically decided we were going to connect with each other. And we did fun things together as a family and we played board games. And sometimes I'm not going to lie. We have six very little kids and it was chaos. And I was like, can we be done with Sabbath? Because I am tired, you know, (laughs) but, but it's, I think that God honors us wanting to honor the things that he has placed in our life. And there's so much uh, gold in pursuing that. And and setting up your life. I mean, there are some practical tools that we can talk about. I use time blocking a lot um, with with my clients and with myself. I have to do it. And it helps my family see where my time is going. It helps me see where my time is going. But even just more than that, it very much is a renewing of our mind. It is It is the intentional practice. We are practicing truly Sabbath so that I can start thinking about rest differently. Because if I don't think about rest the way that God thinks about rest, I won't be able to get there. It's it's the renewing, it's the building new neural pathways. And I think that's really where it where it all comes down. The rubber meets the road. Yes, absolutely. And that verse that you're talking about is in Mark 2 27. So if anybody wants yes. to go back into it and read that verse, sometimes we try to be too legalistic with something and then we get really mad at ourselves when we say oh I was going to take the whole day off today and then I wasn't able to do that and then you make yourself feel guilty or but we're just getting ourselves into you know a a very negative headspace when this is not what God has asked you to do in any way he really wants you to to want to desire him you know and he wants that closeness and I guess for the Sabbath, for me, as you say, sometimes for me, it's not even a full day. It's like the whole morning I I, I will decide I'm not going to eat. I just want to be with you and I'm going to start singing and then reading the word and asking him questions. I was like, at the moment I'm reading Revelation, I'm like, I'm so confused. Like, what are we talking about here? You know, I want to say when you have a friend, you want to be with that friend and you want to know them more and, and talk to them. And, and I feel sometimes that's what I, I want to try to do more with the Lord. And you get so blessed when you take the time to do that. And when you really switch off your mind, I know we all have a list of things to do and we, we can be busy. But when you just quiet your mind and let God renew it, let God refresh you and tell you actually who he is and who you are because of his son and the sacrifice that he has made on the cross for you, what I'm doing next is so much more productive. And you let go of all sometimes those expectations that you put on yourself. So good. And you just let God wash you of all of those things with his blood and with his love and with all of that amazing grace that we get from him. And I feel it's such a blessing when we realize why rest is so important. I think that too, it's important to mention, like God knew that life was never going to stop. You know, life Mm -hmm. doesn't ever stop. You know, if you've suffered a catastrophic thing in your, in your life, your business still needs taken care of. If you like things continue. And I feel like that is why a Sabbath practice can be so important because it happens Every time you take Sabbath, every the time where you have designated, whether it's Sunday or Saturday, the time you've designated 
to take Sabbath, if it is a part of the rhythm of your life, it always happens just like life always happens. And it's so interesting because I think there was a study done and people who regularly took Sabbath, I think if you took Sabbath every Saturday of your life, it like ends up being about 11 years. And then people who regularly take Sabbath, that they actually live 11 years longer than the average for their for their demographic. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. I know. Well, we also need to remember that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Yep. So the benefit of having rest is just maintaining that physical and emotional well-being. Right. And we have different kinds of rest. Right. We have physical rest and emotional rest, mental rest, spiritual rest. There, I mean, there are sensory rest. There's all different kinds of rest. And Sabbath doesn't just have to be about resting your body physically. It doesn't just have to be about resting your spiritual body and connecting with God. It can also be connecting with your spouse. It can be connecting with your children. It's it's refreshing and re- resting in all of those areas that that we as humans have, like rest for our souls. We could read some Psalms and be like, oh yeah, David gets it. We need rest for our soul. I just recorded a podcast episode about how sometimes our soul needs Chick-fil-A. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's a good story. You have to listen to it one day. And I never try Chick-fil-A, so I don't know what that is, but oh. yeah. <laughs> In Texas, you just get some Chick-fil-A and sweet tea and then that's just your life, you know? We call it the Lord's chicken. Oh, wow. <laughs> I need to fly to the US to try it. You do. Look, I had it for lunch. Look, it's my little Chick-fil-A cup. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, this is so funny. I just want to... Take us back to one thing that you talked about, which is also an amazing freebie that you have from for my audience, which is the time blocking tool. Can you just expand on this, please? Yeah. So in the download, um, there are several different ways that the time of the week is broken up. So depending on what you do, how you run your business, if you're a mom, if like how your days are split up. You can pick which one that works best for you. I operate my business off of appointments. So I have the one that's split up by hour. Mm -hmm. And honestly, for most of my people, I have them start with that one just because it accounts for all of your time. It's almost like Dave Ramsey's like where you know where every cent is going, right? That's the whole point with Dave Ramsey's financial plan. It's almost like that, but with your time. And the thing about managing our time well I feel like that is less of a problem for us as women than managing our energy well. Mm -hmm. Like we don't think about managing our energy. And there are some things based on personality or past trauma that might be really costly for you in an energy department where it might be fast, but it like takes a lot from you where you could do something that is maybe slower, but doesn't take as much. And so that's also something that I, when we look at these time blocking tools, I actually teach a color coding system so that you'll actually color code. So you can take a look at your whole week and see where all of your time is going. Like my, my Jesus time is purple because he's the king. Right. And then I, and then I have my family time and then I have my business administration time. And then I have my, my money-making time. Like this is when I'm doing something that's income generating. So I can really look at my, my week. And even my kids can look at my week and be like, oh, mom, I see you're not going to be home. Um, You're going to be home late on Thursday. But I also see that you took Thursday morning off. So we're going to go see that movie. 
right? So my kids then are, are seeing, okay, and they're reassured mom, mom's going to be able to spend some time with me. So it can just be a really great tool to look and see where am I giving, giving myself energy with what I'm doing? And also where am I expending it? Yes, this is amazing. And this is something that I talked a lot about with my clients about managing your time and your energy by being conscious of when you will do your your tracking for your finance, you know, because often I hear, I don't have time to track. And I was like, all right, time is the resources. We need to steward that too wisely as well. It's not just about money or business. And so I love what you're saying because I'm very visual and I was telling them about doing also time blocking if they wanted to do and, and give a pop of color so they knew where they were. When. So it would be a fabulous tool for my my audience to have so that they can see where they spend most of their time. And lately I gave a clients of mine a time audit. I say, we feel like we don't mm-hmm. waste time, but let's just do this for a day and let's have a look. Mm-hmm. Like I know I can get easily distracted when I start doing something and then the cat come in and then I start spending time with them and then go and feed them instead of continue staying focused with what I'm doing. And so you get easily distracted. But if we don't, if we are not intentional in writing things down to just see what we are actually doing, same with our finance. That's why I talked to you about tracking. Always you need to track to see where your money goes. You will not be aware of it. So it's really important to to set your time blocking, but then to really be intentional in doing a time audit. Are you actually doing what you say you're yes. going to be doing? Or is it just looking pretty on your on your calendar? Right. <laughs> Such a good point. And I think even um, being open to being flexible with it too, yes. I think is like, don't get into that legalistic place because if you're finding that, you you have this thing on your calendar, but you just never can get to it. There's almost always an emotional reason why we procrastinate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an emotional management issue. It's it's not usually about the thing. And so if you're noticing that you can't do that thing in the afternoon, maybe it's that by the time the afternoon comes, your energy isn't there for that high of a of an energy taking thing. So maybe you need to move it to the morning. So try not to be legalistic, mm-hmm. but just observant when you're doing your time blocking, I think. And just like you're saying with that time audit, you want to be able to really see what's going on. And working with a coach can be really helpful for those things because they're not in your life, you know, doing all the things that you're doing. They're outside and have a better perspective of what's going on. And I'm so thankful for the coaches that I've worked with because they can see things that I I can't because I'm I'm in it doing it and they're on the outside. I know that we have so many blind spots that only the coach can be there to actually reveal it to us because we don't see it. We're in our bubble and we think we're doing everything the way we actually want, but often it's not. We are we are going away from where we actually want to go. And definitely what I was just teaching last week. When you look at your audit, when you look at your calendar, when you look at tracking your finance, I always say, use the mindset of being curious. We're not judging. We're not doing this. Just have an open mind of like, oh, what actually happened? Where is my money going? Or where do I spend my time? And ask the right question to be, okay, why this has happened? What I was thinking at that time or what I was feeling at that time. Maybe my energy tank is so low that doing finance at that time of the night is a bad idea. Right. 
I should be doing it first thing in the morning when I'm fresh and I'm like, okay, I have clarity in my mind and this is the best time to steward my money. Exactly what Beth is talking about. We don't want to judge ourselves. We don't want to be so rigid that there's no more, no more fun. I mean, life needs to be fun and exciting. And we don't want to be like robots. This is the time I do this. This is the time I do that. It doesn't change. It's just going to be, for me, my personality, I will hate that so much. I like to have a plan, but I know that sometimes things can go without a plan. And that's okay too. Right. So thank you, Beth, for this conversation. It's been amazing. I can talk to you for hours. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add regarding doing business from a place of rest. Any last word? Well, I think, you know, it ties in really beautifully with the last thing that you said is like not being um, judgmental on yourself and 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 really it's that mindset shift. And, and it's this idea that we work from rest, not for rest. Yeah. You don't have to earn your rest. And we even see this in Genesis as, you know, the scripture says there was evening and there was morning day one, right? And and we see this in uh, in the Sabbath practice with the Jewish people, right? They start their day at night and then it continues into the next day. And so that mindset has been so helpful for me because so often I feel like we have, we think, and we have this mindset of we have to earn our rest. Let me just finish all this last stuff. And once I'm done, then I can go to sleep. Or once I'm done, I can go home and be with my family. But that's really not what the father has laid out for us. And so I think that would be my last little nugget is like, don't feel like you have to earn your rest. It is something that the father gives you as a gift. Freely, it comes first. Yes. Oh, thank you. This is really, really beautiful. God will give you peace. And when we keep our eyes and our mind focus on this that's a promise that he say he will give us that peace and it can come from the rest of being with him so i know that doing business is a marathon it's not a spring so so don't try to go crazy fast and because you get excited like we can be sometime but really embrace the concept of doing business from that place of rest so that you can really position yourself to be led by the lord and have a more fulfilling entrepreneurial journey. So I hope that you find that conversation insightful and the benefit of doing business from rest will maybe inspire you to change your calendar a little bit and talk to the Lord and ask him, what do you want me to do next? How should I steward my time? How do I steward my finance? And how should I steward my resources? Because at the end of the day, he owns everything. He's the provider and we are here to steward what we have been given for his glory. So thank you again for being here today. It was a pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by leaving a review and don't forget to share the podcast so others can find it too. If you're ready to steward your money wisely and shift your money mindset, Jump on a free call so you can get some clarity on what you should be doing next to reach your money goal, become financially confident and honor God. I cannot wait to talk to you. It's time to create fun money habits, let go of your money blocks and let God heal your relationship with money. But remember, true wealth is found in Christ alone. Have a blessed day.